Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, a podcast for government and public sector marketing professionals who want to level up their digital marketing and social media knowledge, skills, and strategic thinking. And now, welcome your host, Joanne Sweeney. Hello, and welcome to episode 53 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. Innovation in digital communications is critical to online success. But does your department or agency have an innovative culture and mindset? In today's show, I'm shedding a light on the agencies that are early adopters when it comes to social media, and they understand that first testers get the best algorithmic wins. Creativity on social media needn't be challenging. After all, you're going to lean into your pillar content, but the innovation and creativity comes when it comes to content format and distribution. Coming up in today's show, social media trends that require innovation, what an organization needs to be social media adaptive, the AIM method of social media success, and I interview Mike Woods, news producer in the Corporate Communications Office of the West Midlands Police, an organization that I have written about extensively over the course of five years. Today's column, I'm talking about how to be innovative on social media. Maybe you are not an early adopter, but really innovation comes when it's embedded into the organization within team, resources, and upskilling staff. The fast-paced nature of social media means that it's really difficult to understand each and every change that is happening on social media. So listening to a resource such as this podcast can really take away the overwhelm and keep you up to date. But innovation is much more than that. Innovation is embedded into a social media plan and it also gives freedom, capacity and space for team members to test, to pilot, to experiment, and to take action and to understand results. And when you listen to my interview with Mike Woods from West Midlands Police later on in this episode, you will get a flavor as to how innovation becomes central to the working day of a cross-organization team, especially those managing communications. In my experience working with government and public sector agencies on a daily basis, there's another trait that I see when it comes to innovation. And that's one where there is no fear. There's no fear of getting it wrong. There's no fear of testing something new. There's no fear of jumping into a new feature on a social network. And in fact, there's actually an appetite and a hunger for it. When I see people coming through my trainings and more recently my social media bootcamp, I see that innovation streak. I see that willingness to elevate and to step up social media output. The other side of it is, even if you're not willing to innovate, it's going to have a direct impact on the results that you're getting from social media. So I believe it's not whether you choose to innovate, but the responsibility and even more than that, the expectation from the viewing public, because the public are watching reels, TikTok videos and YouTube shorts from their favorite brands. And there's an expectation that their government and public sector agencies that are there to serve the public will be equally creative online. But let me try and take some of the fear out of it for you. Get your plan on paper. 
really think about the content pillars that are a priority this month or this quarter. Define your messaging and then create the master content. This can be a video or it can be a script. And then quite easily, you can reformat that content with those key messages into multiple different types of content for social media. Remember, the social networks need you, they want you, and those that are early adopters with a mindset for innovation will rise to the top of the news feeds. Level up your social media skills by taking our diploma in social media, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code SOCIALMEDIA20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. In today's consulting segment, I'm going to share with you my AIM framework, A-I-M, and that will allow you to build in innovation into your social media communications. So what is AIM? Well, AIM is a method of getting the attention of the viewing public. That is your first challenge on social media. The I in AIM stands for interest. So in the first instance, you've reached your audience, but now you've got to get them interested in your content. Does it resonate with them? Does it emotionally engage? Is it even relevant to them? And then thirdly, M, motivation. And this should be the holy grail of social media communications for your sector. Citizen behavior change. So motivating people who are watching your social media content on an ongoing basis to take some action that you want them to take. It might be registering for your e-sign, it might be attending a virtual recruitment fair, or it might be downloading a form or subscribing to a webinar. And you see, when you want to get social media reach, engagement, and conversions, it's really important that you put the citizen and the content at the heart. In parallel to that, you are also trying to beat the algorithm. So the algorithms are constantly updating and they are tweaking their own strategies to allow content that is innovative and creative and that is utilizing the newest features from that channel to rise to the top and to get more exposure. And if you listen to last week's episode, you will understand that Instagram Reels is one very good example here. So when you're thinking about innovating on social media, think about the AIM method. Develop your social media campaign plan with attention, interest, and motivation in mind, and lean into all of the quirky new features from the social networks. It doesn't mean that you have to join a new social network, but what you want to do is you want to be an early adopter and to get that first performer results back in your social media wins. If you're struggling with your social media strategy this year, or even your implementation plan, then why not consider taking our social media bootcamp? It's proving hugely popular among your peers as people learn from me, and I teach them the how-to of each of the five core social networks, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. 
I share with you the top tactics that are getting most organic engagement and reach this year. You also get a mini social media plan for each social network. So if you're interested, send me a DM on any social network or drop me an email to info at publicsectormarketingpros.com. A one-stop shop digital marketing and social media resource. Join our membership academy for 12 months. Access a library of how-to videos, template strategies, and organizational policies. Monthly live coaching. Attend webinars with subject matter experts. Meet and network with public sector pros from across the world. Use the code MEMBERSHIP20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. In today's show, I'm delighted to be joined by Mike Woods, a news producer within the Corporate Communications Office of West Midlands Police. Did you know that West Midlands Police were the first police agency in the world to join Snapchat? And I know this because I wrote about them and their constant innovation on social media in my very first book, Social Media Under Investigation, Law Enforcement and the Social Web. You've also heard me refer to them as best practice with their own case studies on these podcasts. And I've also written about their innovation in many of my articles and my blog posts. So I'm delighted that Mike has joined me on the show where I finally get some primary insights into how and why the West Midlands Police are early adopters when it comes to social media. Mike, thank you so much for joining me on the show. No problem, glad to be here. So listen, first of all, tell us about West Midlands Police and your role within corporate communications. Okay, yeah, so West Midlands Police, um, second largest uh, force in the country. Uh, we police a huge area, more than 2 million people, very diverse area, um, lots of urban areas. Um, uh, uh, obviously, you know, we've got big cities, Birmingham, Coventry. Uh, but, you know, great area, very exciting area to work in. Obviously, we've got the Commonwealth Games coming up this year. We've just had City of Culture for Coventry coming to an end now. Uh, so, yeah, really busy uh, policing area. Um, we, uh, it, my role particularly, I'm uh, my job title is news producer. So I work within the corporate communications department. So we are the, the voice of West Midlands Police, if you like, um, internally and, and externally. Um, so we've we've got a whole team dedicated to internal comms because we've got around ten thousand people in the organisation. Um, but then my focus is is on the the news output. Um, so that's working with the media on, uh, you know, responding to their their queries, which we get several hundred a week. Uh, but then also issuing proactive content as well, based on you know the good work that our officers do. Um, and I say within that role, I um, I've got responsibility for the social media team. So um, we have got uh, large followings across all the uh, all the major platforms, and are kind of constantly looking at ways to uh, increase that, but more importantly, to increase uh, engagement and um, you know help the, the forces mission. So I've been an external uh, independent observer of West Midlands Police for many many years, and you guys have featured in my academic thesis and in in both of my books. And so I'm a huge fan of your work. The first police force in the world to join Snapchat, and I, I could continue and I will, but where does this culture of innovation and a commitment to social media and in the public interest messaging come from? 
I, I think it's kind of ingrained ingrained in everything that we do, really. You know, innovation is is one of the kind of key pillars uh, for, for for what we do. We appreciate that you know you can't stand still uh, in in the social media world. You've got to constantly be looking to the next thing. And, you know, sometimes the next thing might not pan out. Uh, you know, we we see you know social networks come and go um, for, from time to time. Obviously, there are there are a few kind of stalwarts that have been with us for for, for many years now. Um, but yeah, it, it's just about, you know, we kind of just focus on what we want to achieve uh, as a police force, um, you know, which is, you know, preventing crime, protecting the public and helping those in need. Um, and, you know, what we can do to to, to, to build on that. Um, it's such a fast moving landscape in terms of social media. Um, you know, we've recently started um, uh, a TikTok channel. Um, TikTok is something that we didn't um uh, didn't get involved with too early because we just wanted to see, you know, how it was panning out, what kind of things it would be used for. Um, but we 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 felt relatively recently that it had got to the stage now where we could find a find a voice on there and and find an audience on there that perhaps weren't, um, you know, wouldn't be engaging with us on the on the you know more traditional platforms like Twitter and Facebook. So yeah, I think it's just constantly being aware of of, of what's on the horizon um, and um, working out how we can use it to our advantage. Now, often I find in, in my work and working with government and public sector agencies that communications in terms of resourcing and staffing can be the poor relation and not often recognize that with great comms, you can save crisis or overcome crisis. How big are, are your teams? In so so uh, there's about 40 people in the uh, in the corporate comms department, um, but we 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 do everything the, the stuff that I've just described around internal and and external comms as well. But there's also other other elements to it. So the freedom of information unit sit within corporate comms. So that's obviously our our legal duty to to supply uh, in, information where where appropriate to those who who request it. Uh, we've also got the digital services team. So that includes um, the force photographer, the force um, multimedia video producer, uh, as well as the um, the team that manages the, uh, the external website where obviously people report crime. So really, um, you know, big, big, important department, um, which uh, for the reasons that I described earlier, is constantly developing and, and evolving. Uh, and I think, you know, we're, we're lucky to have a, a command team at West Midlands that realises the, the the importance of, of good corporate communications. Um, so, you know, that they they kind of they respect what we do. They, they work with us. We work really closely with them on a, um, on, on a daily basis. And um, yeah, they, they uh, you know, we are uh, in in a pretty good position, I'd say, in terms of uh, in terms of all of that. I think you are. Now, I know that um, members of the Irish Police Force and Garda Shihana, who um, have about fifteen thousand uh, of a team, I guess, will be looking over at West Midlands and going, <laughs> "Wow, forty st core staff, and then digital service, freedom of information, etc." Um, have you gone externally for your staff or do police officers kind of move into comms or is it a mix? Um, we, we've had we've got people on the on the team who have held other police staff roles. Um, it used to be that the department was headed up by a police officer. Uh, we've, we've now got a, a staff member, a police staff member who, who heads up the department. So we don't actually have any police officers w within within the department. Um, but um, so, yeah, but, but we've got a mixture of backgrounds. Um, People like myself, a former journalist. Um, we've got people who've, who've had kind of marketing backgrounds uh, as well before. Um, we've just had someone join who 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 worked for a charity, um, producing video content for them. So he's just joined us now. So yeah, a real kind of good mix of, of, of backgrounds and skills that are brought to the table. And I actually really uh, love your your job title, like news producer. Like this is a 
a very sophisticated, well-oiled media machine. Because if you think about it, you know, those responses to media requests, freedom of information, it's very difficult unless you put in that comms infrastructure. So do you think you're served well and are giving a, a very timely a communication service to media and to public? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we pride ourselves on kind of, you know, the speed of, of getting information out there. It's probably sometimes not as quick as, as some people w would want it to be. But, you know, with us, we have to be right. We have to get it right. Um, we are a trusted uh, voice in the region for, for news and updates. Um, and so, you know, if we if we have to take a bit of extra time to get it signed off by all the people that need to get it signed off, then then that's what we do. But yeah, and, you know, in terms of my my, my job title, that, that gives a, a kind of indication of of the approach that we, we we take to corporate communications, being very proactive, not not just kind of sitting back and waiting for the questions to come to us. There's loads and loads of good work that goes on 24/7 within West Midlands Police, and um, you know, my job and, and the other news producers is is to you know shout about that basically um and uh you know be coming up with 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 good ways to present those stories you know storytelling is you know as old as as old as time but what what changes is the way the way is the way that you tell those stories yeah and you know sometimes journalists get cross with me when i say that social media is now a mainstream form of communications and i used to be a journalist also so i have huge right. for the profession um yeah. but they get cross and what i'm what I'm not saying is that, you know, mainstream media need to take a, a back seat more than ever. The world that we live in right now, we need a strong, independent media. But I get the sense that at West Midlands Police, you are viewing social media as primary channels of communication with the public. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we put the public first in, in everything that we do. You're absolutely right. There, there will always, um, you know, the, the, the relationships with the media will always be important. And we've got, we've got good relationships with there. But, you know, obviously what we found in, in, in the social media era, if you like, is that we are now publishers in our own right. We, we, we build up a, a kind of a brand, if you like. Um, and, uh, you know, it's up to us to instill, you know, trust and confidence and legitimacy uh, with people. And so, yeah, you know, part of the reason that we've, we've focused on audience growth is because we, we want to reach as many people in the West Midlands as possible and, and give give them, uh, you know, the facts as you know, as as we as we know them to be, the media will obviously you know analyze that and and um, and develop that, and that's absolutely right and proper. Um, but but we've also got the opportunity to have to have our say um, without any uh, any kind of third party uh, in, involvement in it. We can, we can just kind of put it out there, and and people will will make of it what they will. So let's talk about your social media strategy and how you use each individual channel to engage audiences. Do you want to give us a little bit of a sense of that? Yes, yeah, so someone someone said to me at a conference a little while ago, um, and it's it's always stuck with me that um, Twitter. So I'll, I'll talk about the channels that we're on then. So Twitter, we've got something like um, two hundred Twitter accounts, and that ranges from obviously the corporate ones um, to lower level geographic ones that cover individual neighbourhood policing units like Birmingham, Coventry, Solihull, etc. Um, then we've got lots of teams that have got um, got their own. Uh, accounts as well and I've got lots of individuals as well so the chief constable is very active on Twitter got a got a big following um, and uh, and then other other officers as well what we're actually doing at the moment though is, is having a look at those accounts and saying well you know is what we've got is, is this the right number or would we be better served with fewer accounts but higher you know higher engagement accounts so that's something that's, that's going on at the moment um, then we've got Facebook pages we've got around eight or nine of those again the the, the highest level corporate one and then um, 
uh, pages aligned to each of our key geographies. Uh, and then we've got um, much more recently, obviously you mentioned Snapchat there, but we've got um, Instagram, which we've had a big push on over the last couple of years uh, and it is growing very nicely now. Uh, and then most recently TikTok, I say, which we've just started posting content to probably in the last three to four months. Um, and, you know, kind of dipping our toes in, in the water a bit at the moment, finding out what works and what doesn't work. Um, obviously a very different kind of style and tone to, um, to, to a lot of the other, you know, traditional, um, traditional platforms. But I think, you know, yes, we can absolutely um, dabble in, you know, being a bit more creative with the presentation and what have you, but it's really important that we never forget who we are. You know, we are the police. We are, we, we have got a, a purpose to serve. We're not, we're not a, a company um, that's trying to, to sell a product, but at the same time, we, we want to get our messages out there. And so, yes, let's be flexible and creative in, in, in how we do that. And then in terms of the, the approaches to the different platforms, I say that the, the thing that was said to me a, a little while ago was that, you know, Twitter should be about what's happening now um, Twitter, uh, Facebook should be about um, what's happening longer term, and then Instagram is who we are. Uh, and I've always quite liked that that approach. Um, and you know, so you know, with Instagram, we've we've got obviously uh, lots of officers out all day, every day. Uh, often they'll take pictures of you know interesting things that they see, funny, quirky things that they see, or just a nice you know encounter in the street, a nice you know real moment. So we will, and they, they will post that on their on their Twitter pages. So we will sometimes, you know, re, re, repurpose that as an Instagram photo. Um, or we'll do um we'll do a you know an Instagram story if we've got a particular you know call to action where we want people to swipe up to a or click click a link as it now is to um to go to a specific campaign page, whether it be about you know violence against women and girls, which is obviously a, a, a key priority at the moment, or or vehicle crime, that's something else that we're, we're, we're we've got a lot of focus on at the minute. Um, and then I say, yeah, TikTok, um, we, we've done a bit of content with kind of aimed at obviously a, a younger audience um, and, you know, being a bit more creative with the content, kind of, you know, just shooting footage on a mobile phone, um, really kind of, um, I don't want to say rough and ready because that will do it a disservice, but, you know, you don't need hugely professional production values for um, for, for, for TikTok. Um, you know, I think, that, you know, the, the nature of it is that you can, you know, try and be a bit raw and realistic. Yeah, and now they've just announced that they're moving from three minutes to ten minutes. Ten, yes, I saw that. Yeah, yes, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So one question I wanted to ask, and it's it's a common challenge within policing, but within all government and public sector agencies, is is convincing senior leadership that social media is valuable, that it generates a return on your time and your comms investment, and that it's welcome and expected from the public. Um, how, how do your senior leadership engage? And you've already mentioned that you have accounts for their voices, but it seems to me that they're they're pro-social. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I, I, we've, certainly in my time, I've never encountered any kind of resistance on that, that they, they all get the value of social and, and what we do. Um, I know, uh, particularly during um, COVID uh, and, and, you know, the, the lockdowns that we had there, um, our senior leaders were, were really keen that we um, we gave the public an idea of what we were we were facing um, on, on, on a day-to-day -day basis. Obviously, a lot of those rules and regulations made life very difficult for people. And there was some anti-police sentiment that we saw. Um, but we kind of, uh, we did a lot of work around um, sharing body worn video uh, of the of the the major breaches that we were encountering. You know things like, you know, um, all the, you know club nights happening in in abandoned buildings, um, really big gatherings, dozens and dozens of people. Um, 
and you know, I think people did did get that, and that they, they they saw that you know breaches were were taking place, and the nature of the body worn video means you can kind of you know present it. This is this is exactly what it was. You know, it's the old you know picture tells a, a thousand words. Well, if you've got a, if you if you're looking at an officer's video from when um, when they've done a walkthrough of a a party with two hundred people, you know the, the the story kind of tells itself really. So yeah, no, ab- absolutely, the senior leaders can, can completely get it, completely on board, and and, and really supportive. And you talk about COVID and, you know, managing public health restrictions. And like I know from even an Irish perspective, it was a very difficult place for, you know, law enforcement to step into, to to taking away citizens' freedoms. Mm. And so, you know, that communication message and having those body-worn cameras really served uh, you well. But do you have a social media policy for police officers that are involved in creating or creating that content and feeding it back into the central newsroom, if you like. Yeah, we do. It's it's actually being reviewed as we speak. It's um, we've we've had one in place for for some time. It was due a refresh. We're just going through that process now, um, doing the, the relevant consult internal consultations with, with people. Uh, but yeah, and you know, it's a publicly available document. Uh, the, the old one will be available uh, on our Freedom of Information website and, and the new one will be eventually as well. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't think there'd be any surprises in it to, to, to anybody. Um, it, it is basically around, you know, appropriate use of social media on, on and off duty, uh, which is what the, the public would expect of us, you know, not giving away any um, sensitive operational details that might compromise um compromise uh, you know work work that we're doing um and just maintaining the professionalism really that, that that the public rightly expects of us and when it comes to content production for social media and the demands on marketers are huge right now in terms of the multiple different content formats that are required and we've just mentioned like tiktok is pushing yeah. out the bar to 10 minutes do you have any like content repurposing strategies that uh, were derived within your your newsroom hub yeah yeah we we obviously i say but one of the things that i did when i started was have a big push on on video and particularly body worn video so um on the news desk now everyone uh, it started off we only had a couple of computers um office based computers that had video editing software on obviously when we went to uh, working from home during lockdown um we arranged for that to, to change now all of our laptops in in certainly in my area of the of the office uh, i've got video editing software on them um uh, and yeah we, we just always encourage um everyone on the team to 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 think think video basically whenever they're they're doing a story is there any bit of video that that can support this and it doesn't need to be very long it doesn't need a you know say you know major production values um but yeah and then you know uh, i've got a couple of colleagues on my team who who are particularly focused on the instagram and tiktok growth at the moment so i might if we're producing a, a video that's a, a kind of square aspect ratio for for facebook and twitter they will then look at repurposing that as a, as a vertical video portrait video for um for the other channels so yeah, it, it, we try and obviously use content. Not every bit of content is appropriate for every channel, obviously, um, but but where we think that something might have a a place on another channel, we'll, we'll we'll you know try and get that done. So growing following and increasing numbers is one success metric for social, but it doesn't tell the full story. No. And even if you think of the pandemic, I mean, there was a massive shift in public behaviour. Mm. on the back of great digital communications from our government and public health leaders. And that was evidenced right across the world. So what would you say are the other levers or metrics of success that you've seen from social media? 
Well, I mean, it, it, engagement is is the one for us, and I know that that word gets thrown around quite a lot. Um, but but some kind of you know tangible um, reaction or behaviour change from people is is what we would look like. Because again, we're not trying to sell a product, but often we are trying to you know change behaviour, whether it be crime prevention advice um, or you know encourage people to to report certain times types of offences to us. Um, so you know, I, I know recently we we um, we got involved in a um, home office uh, led led campaign um, called Street Safe, which encourages people to report um, issues if they if they're walking down the street and maybe they don't feel safe there because the street lights are broken or something like that. They can go on a website and they can fill it out. Um, and uh, you know, we and other agencies involved in that kind of work will 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 respond to that. And I know we we kind of got that up and running and instantly. There was a big uptick in reports from the West Midlands area that you know we could directly attribute to the the, the social media um, uh, content that we produced on that. So again, that is is a measure of success for me, a kind of a behaviour change, a tangible result from the public. You're absolutely right. You know, follow accounts is is nice, and um, you know when when you when you've got um, big instance that you need to communicate with lots of people at all. It's good having that that bank of people there that that, that, that trust you and, and will follow and, and, and share your content. But really, and this is something we're developing more and more at the moment. It's about that you know behaviors, engaging with the right people. We, we're doing um, lots of work around um, kind of audience segmentation at the moment. In terms of um, there's a whole network out there of um, you know community Facebook groups that are really kind of low level. Lo not low level, local level, um, you know, almost kind of street level, really, uh, residence groups that will be talking about um, issues in their area. Well, that's a really engaged audience there who are really passionate and interested in their area and will want to know what's going on. So we're looking at how we engage with them um, to, to, you know, get our messages out there. Now, obviously, you engage with other police uh, associations and organizations and even with government or public sector because you know when you're in comms you share best practice but are other organizations envious of the output and the team that you have because it seems to me again uh, on the outside looking in that it's a well-oiled digital comms machine yeah i mean it's um it, we 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 do get quite a, quite a few questions into us about um, you know how we do what we do and and what and why we're doing it. I know particularly around around the video, um, I've given some feedback to some some national colleagues around the kind of workflows that we've got set up uh, for, for for body worn video uh, and that kind of thing. So yeah, it, you know it is always nice to 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 have that kind of you know feedback feedback and praise. But similarly, you know we we will also look at um, you know no one's got all the answers to everything. We we will we're looking at other forces all the time to see what see what they're doing and see what we can learn from you know i um go to meetings with with national colleagues um from time to time and we you know we discuss what's working and what's not working and the challenges that we're all facing so yeah i, I, don't, I don't want to sit here and pretend that we've got all the answers um we, we are we are all ears um and we'll, we'll we'll look out for good ideas wherever they may be and you know what the, the great thing about you know me in this role and I, I just ask the questions and ask people to share their insights is that this translates translates across countries and continents best practice in social yeah. media in government and public sector so you know mm -hmm. i've had caitlin jinx on from the united states from australia chris shung on from um uh, the us you from the uk and then i've had andrew mclinden on from from ireland and those policing perspectives globally everything comes back to the same points of resourcing senior leadership and um, great content committing to the changes on social so 
apart from TikTok and going all in on TikTok this year, um, you mentioned updating your policy, uh, looking at potentially rationalizing the 200 Twitter accounts. Is there any other big plans that you can share with us? Um, any exclusives? <laughs> I, I think for, for, we're, we're, we're aiming to get much better at listening to the public. Um, you know, that, that there are times when, uh, that, you know, social media sometimes often gets used as a broadcast tool. Uh, and that, that's fine because we do need to broadcast messages from time to time. But now we're kind of really turning our attention to, well, what do you want to hear from us? What do you, what services do you want from us? Is that crime reporting? Is that you want to know what the police's policy is on a certain thing? And we'd like to hear, you know, read an article about that. So I think, it, you know, if I had to encapsulate it, it's being much more of a kind of listening and responding um, organization for, from a social media point of view um, and, and getting away from the, um, you know, sort of pumping out news content obviously we do you know we monitor comments and we feedback and we we, we, we do reply to people where we, where we can but I think we, we we're at the stage now where we want to kind of almost flip it on its head and let's let's listen to what the public want to um, want to hear from us yeah that's a great development and I'm going to quote Russell Lollisher from the Department of Transportation of British Columbia in Canada who said at our recent summit lean in to the comments because that's where the gold is for yeah for sure um what social media tools could you not live without? Because social media marketers also love talking about tools, apps, and software. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a, that's a, that's a tricky one. I mean, I spend too much time in the uh, analytics sections of um, of of the main platforms. You know, for fa Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you, you know, it's a real rabbit hole there in terms of you know where your audience is from, how many seconds they spend watching a video. Um, you know, we 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 look at that a lot in terms of you know video length. Um, you know, are we are we wasting our time if we're making a video of more than five minutes? Um, and you know, I, I, if 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 the average watch length of one of our videos is more than thirty seconds, I take that as a big a big a big success. So I, I'd have to say the the kind of analytics tools uh, we wouldn't be able to live without those. Yeah, and honestly, I always say to um, people I'm working with, for all the social media questions that you put to me, all the answers are actually in your analytics. Yeah. So just go, go and have a look. Okay. Yeah. Final question, Mike, and you've been so generous with your insights so far. People are going to watch that, uh, this and listen to this, and likely they won't be at the stage where you guys are, but um, how can they get to the next step? Because I always say progress on social media is success once you're moving the needle. So have you got any practical advice for your peers? I think keep, keep experimenting. Uh, you know, you might not get it right all the time, but just try, um, but also never forget who you are. You know, if you're not, if you're an organisation like us, you've got core values which the public expects from you that you can't deviate from. So yeah, just stick stick to who you are as an organisation or an individual. Um, but yeah, don't feel don't be afraid to kind of you know push the envelope a little bit. I love it. Experimentation tests and iterate. Mike Woods, it's been an absolute pleasure for me to finally get to speak to West Midlands Police after years <laughs> of writing about you. Uh, maybe somebody was actually listening, but um, I really enjoyed it. And I know my listeners and my viewers will. So continued success. And thanks very much. Brilliant. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Level up your digital skills by taking our diploma in digital marketing, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code DIGITALMARKETING20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com.
I just want to remind you that our upcoming webinar is on how to create a content marketing strategy in 30 minutes. You will get a template content plan and you can map out your content plan over the next 12 months. I'll also be teaching you how to repurpose your content, create it once and share it often. So go and get your free place. Go to publicsectormarketingpros.com forward slash webinars. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode and other episodes. I show up every week because I see the value that it creates for you and it helps you keep relevant in the digital age. If you haven't already, please share the show with a public sector pro that you know. You can be our best advocates. And if you haven't subscribed, please do so on your favorite podcast platform. And if you so wish, leave a review because that will help us climb up the podcast charts. I'm Joanne Sweeney, your host. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Public Sector Marketing Show. This episode has ended, but your digital journey can continue. Head over to publicsectormarketingpros.com to access resources and links mentioned in today's show and to connect with Joanne and her team. Until the next time, be sure to subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform.